Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors and more discussing important topics in higher education, research and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are visiting with Chet Garner. Chet Garner believes his job to be the greatest on earth. As host of the Emmy award-winning PBS program, The Day Tripper, Garner travels across Texas exploring landmarks, restaurants, businesses, those well-known and obscure. And he highlights the people and places worth finding across the Lone Star State. A 2006 Baylor Law graduate, Garner is also the face of Baylor's Bears in the Wild alumni campaign, an expedition of sorts encouraging Bears to connect with other Bears across the country and around the world. And we were able to find some time. Uh, you're at home today or in the studio, at least today at your home base here. We appreciate the chance to visit with you, Chet. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, hey, absolutely. Thrilled to be here. Chance to talk Baylor, talk barbecue, talk whatever. Baylor sports and athletics. I'm all about it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I do think I would agree with you that uh, you have a a pretty cool job here that we're going to talk about getting to travel around the state. And I, I'm just curious, though, trying to write away to the Bears in the Wild campaign. You're around most of the state a lot of the time. How often is it? How how common is it for you to run across other Bears in the Wild? You know what I say, since we launched the campaign this football season, very common. Because mm -hmm. I don't think it was uh, you know, that well known that I was a Baylor alumni. Of course, I'm a I'm a law alumni, uh, but you know, people people do know, and the Bears in the Wild campaign has given people just more knowledge. And so I'm getting I'm getting a lot more sickums in the wild these days, which I which I welcome. Absolutely. Are are there any uh any meetings that were particularly memorable or most random or unexpected? Oh, you know, uh let's see that uh Dallas saw a bunch of people, uh, you know, Houston recently. I think it's 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 not so much it's just the the frequency of them and then also everyone has a story, which which I love. So it's not just hey, I went to Baylor, it's uh hey, you know, I was there during X period or Y, or have you been back to campus and seen all the construction? I went to this football game or, you know, uh, we were coming off a football season. So a lot of it was around football, got to go back for homecoming. I, oh yeah, I was in the, I was in the stadium. A lot of people were in the stadium. It seems the day that we launched the bears in the wild campaign. Mm -hmm. So they saw a lot of that stuff. So uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the stories will keep building at this time. It's just kind of like, Whoa, there's a lot of us out there. We just, you know, to the point of the Bears of the Wild campaign, we need to be a little more vocal. Absolutely. Visiting with Chet Garner, host of the Day Tripper and face of Baylor's Bears in the Wild campaign. So some people know you from the Day Tripper. Some people know you from Bears in the Wild. So let's talk about uh, your, your your main gig. And, and now I'm someone who loves road trips. So I would definitely agree that your job <laughs> is up there among the best. So if someone who's never seen the Day Tripper were to check it out, what sorts of things would they find? Yeah. So um, the, the, the making the Day Tripper is my main gig. And of course, that's spun off into all these sort of different uh, branches, if you will, from the tree. But um, the Day Tripper is a Texas travel show and we air on PBS and we're online. Uh, but it is one day adventures in towns all across the state. So we travel to your most, most podunk town to your biggest cities and show people all they could eat see and do if they happen to be in that town for the day you know i mean we're, we're talking you know cities like houston dallas austin and then even ones that they're not just one stoplight towns they're no stoplight towns <laughs> like you know ones that if you blink you miss them you don't even realize it's a town until you exit the highway You're like wait i guess there's a post office 
And so we, we flip rocks and find fun things to do all uh, under every rock we look under. So, you know, it just goes to show people that there really are things to do in every corner of the state. And that's the idea. So we eat a lot of barbecue. We eat a lot of chicken fries like you would when you're on the road. Um, but more than that, we tell the history of these towns and each 30 minute episode features a single destination. So that way, my idea is people don't have to do the work. I've already done it for them. Just trust. We've, we've done the research. Just get in your car and go, go have a day trip adventure and you're going to have a good time. So that's, that's what I want to do. I, I jokingly say that I make a television show that is here to inspire people to watch less TV. That sounds good. Hey, you get out there. There's something romantic about the about the road, the back roads. And I'm curious, you know, I remember as a kid, my mom and dad, when I was young, I didn't pay as close attention then, but they watched Charles Kuralt, uh, who was on the oh, road yeah. on, on oh, yeah. CBS. I yeah, hear. absolutely. It, you know, so I kind of thought of him when I see what you do. What was your inspiration or where did the day tripper come from, especially from someone? I don't know what the tie is between being a law graduate and a TV show host, but maybe you can <laughs> yeah. tie that all together it's for us. It's a bit us. of a winding path as life always is. You know, you mentioned Charles Kuralt. He has one of my all-time favorite quotes that inspires what I do. And it says, thanks to the interstate highway system, it is now possible to travel across the country from coast to coast without seeing anything. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, it is so true. Because, you know, I, I, I love getting off the highway and, you know, just really diving into all the cities and towns. And there's a reason the highway is where it is. And it often bypasses some of our best stuff, um, which is a shame. But, you know, I, I like to be inspired, inspired to do this. I, I grew up traveling Texas in the back of my parents' suburban, you know, mm -hmm. saw saw Texas from the top of a mattress as we went <laughs> cross country, yeah. not cross country, cross country of Texas to go visit family. And so we would rip out the back seat, put a mattress in, we'd be back there and inevitably we'd be on some back road. My dad would slam on the brakes and we would move from the back of the Suburban to the front of the Suburban as he whipped around to haul us out and look at, you know, uh, what I called tombstones of death, which is Texas historic markers uh, <laughs> for kids. Those things are totally painful, but that was my, that was my, my, you know, childhood. So we would stop at little cafes because my dad did not like fast food cheeseburgers. I love fast food cheeseburgers, but you know, I was, mm -hmm. I had a, a childhood without them. And so, but, but it meant we were in these diners and barbecue joints and stuff like that. Um, and my family lived kind of all over the state. We were the ones visiting them. So I got this deep love for the state of Texas and kind of not just the, the main roads and big cities because my family didn't live in those places. And that inspired, you know, once, once I found my grandpa's VHS video camera, it was over for me. I would throw that thing on my shoulder. You remember how big these things yes. were? Huge. And I was making movies with my cousins and my best buddies in every backyard that we could. And so it was a love for Texas as a child, a love for storytelling and filmmaking that sort of started when I was like in middle school and then continued all the way through college. And then as a lover of education, uh, and just a curious by nature, I thought, nah, I'm going to go get a law degree. It sounds kind of fun. And so went and did that, always knowing that I really wanted to tell stories. And I thought a law degree would be a great sort of all purpose degree to understand the entertainment industry inside and out, you know, whether it's copyrights and intellectual property or the contracts and the law of making a movie. And so I thought, I thought at some point in my life, this would all like, gel and this universe would make sense um and you know and and now it has 
miraculously. It was, a, it took a long while. I went and went to Baylor and, you know, Baylor's known as the uh, Marine Corps of law schools. And so it was a, it was a meat grinder there, but I made it out, did pretty well. And when you do well in law school, you sort of find yourself in these jobs, whether you intentionally did it or not, but they're the high, you know, the best paying high recruiting jobs. And you're like, I'd be an idiot not to take this money and go do this thing, especially after you've just paid for private law school experience. Right. And so uh, I did that not knowing if it would stick or not. And it wasn't, but a couple weeks in that I was like, all right, yeah, this isn't my forever. There's people who are gifted to do be incredible attorneys, not me. Uh, and, and I thought I need to, I need to start creating something that I want for my future, not just something that I sort of followed a path and found myself into. And so that was, um, we're jumping way ahead, man. But that's sort of the genesis of the day trippery right there. So it wasn't really a hardcore pivot from you from law school to TV, more of ver a number of streams kind of coming together. You just weren't sure exactly how they would come together. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to make films you know, whether I wanted to be the director, the producer, never did I intend to be the host. Truthfully, I was just the guy that would work for the cheapest around, you know, standing <laughs> around. We didn't have any budget and I would do it for free for myself. So I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll go for it. Um, and then, you know, now it's, it's, it's second nature. It's fun. Uh, but I'd never intended. My goal was never to be the host of a travel show. It was just to be a storyteller. And, um, but it was, you know, there, be, there comes a point, I think, in everybody's journey where they're either going to go for it or they're not. And that was for me, after about three years of working as a lawyer, and I had been kind of working on the day tripper as a side project for about a year and a half, and uh, making cold calls, trying to find anybody that would support it. And I mean, I made like 150 calls to all kinds of companies, seeing if they would toss me any bit of money so I could go out and make the day tripper. And the very first one was a very a small brewery in Austin that it, I asked for so little money that they weren't even going to notice it was gone from the budget. And so they're like, yeah, that sounds fun, Chet. Sure, go make your little movie. And I remember hanging up the phone and being scared to death because someone, if someone's actually giving money, then you have to do it. It can no longer just be a pipe dream. And so that was the crux for me. Like, okay, I can't do this and be an attorney full time. So, and I had a new baby at home less than a year old. And I was like, all right, this is it. I got to I got to go for it. And so that was the hardcore pivot moment. But the year and a half before that was sort of, oh, I've got this side project, you know, it may come out may not. But as soon as I got someone to say, yeah, I'll write you a check. I was like, Oh, no, that's <laughs> when it that's when it got real. It was it's it, it worked out. It's worked out. Worked out pretty well. Now, since 2009, the show has aired. And if I've got this right, was your first episode in Waco? You better believe it was. You yeah. better believe it. You know, okay, so I, I obviously, Baylor Bear, I, I moved to Waco from Austin and fell in love with Waco. Um, I just, it was the right size town. Uh, there were all these hidden gems that uh, were old, you know, kind of those institutional spots. Uh, it, Cameron Park mountain biking. I just, I, I lived across the river from Cameron Park. Uh, and so if I ever needed to blow off steam, I would just ride my bike across the bridge and disappear on those mountain bike trails for a couple hours. And it, it was, I was like, man, how did I not know this was there? Meanwhile, uh, having lived in Austin, I knew that everyone hated Waco. And so it was sort of, a, it epitomized that idea of here's a place 
that you've already made your judgment on and you decided you don't like it. But I, as an insider, know that there's all these wonderful hidden gems. And so my thought was, if I can convince Austinites to want to come to Waco, I can convince them to want to go anywhere in the world. Uh, mm. And so that was like, it was sort of like, this is the test. And the, the overwhelming response was, I had no idea any of that stuff was in Waco. Uh, you know, it was Dr. Pepper Museum, Cameron Park Zoo. Uh, and at that point, people really didn't know it was in Waco. And this is before Magnolia, right? The whole, right. everything shifted. 2009. So Chip, yeah, Chip and Joanna, I think, got a lot of their inspiration from the Day Tripper, if I had to trace it back. Sure. They, they haven't said it on record yet, but I'm sure they will soon. <laughs> no. Absolutely. But it, but it was like kind of like, they saw the same stuff in Waco that I saw, that it was this really great, charming town, had all this wonderful already, not just potential, but like wonderful things already. And so I made an episode and that kind of was the aha moment for a lot of people like, whoa, dude, if this guy found stuff to do in Waco, I'm going to keep watching because he must know there's stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 13 years later, I mean, I wasn't sure at all if anyone was going to watch this thing, but I knew that like, hey, I found it useful. And my mom would watch it out of mom guilt, at least. So that's an, that's all I needed. We are visiting with Chet Garner, host of The Day Tripper and the face of Baylor's Bears in the Wild alumni campaign. So let's kind of tie this into this campaign a little bit, Chet, because now I have to say you, you've mentioned Austin a couple of times. Yeah. We have to give you a little bit of a hard time because... You know, you, I don't know if you're the first UT undergrad alum we've had on the show, but I know it's a, a smaller <laughs> list, but we're, we're glad you saw the light. We're glad you yeah, eventually right. saw the light and came to, to, to Baylor. What, what was it that brought you, you mentioned Baylor had that reputation of being kind of the boot, the Marine Corps boot camp yeah. of, of law school. What was it that brought you to Baylor and t tell us a little bit about your Baylor experience, what it was like for you. Oh man. Um, so I, I love, I jumped on the opportunity to vary from my undergrad you know like you get one experience and and I had an opportunity to go to Baylor and a couple other schools and I was like you know I I, I am going to change it up uh as a as a Christian the idea of going and jumping to a a Christian school was super super cool for me because I my undergrad is University of Texas and you know giant secular public school and then you know it couldn't be more different than Baylor your mid-sized a private Christian institution. And so the idea that I would get a higher education that had a different kind of worldview, or at least, you know, a worldview that was, you know, had some form to it because, you know, UT, woo, it's all over the place, man. And so that was, that was super cool. And so loved, loved, loved Waco, came and visited, and I was immediately sold um it was it, it was cool it was like all things pointed that way got some wonderful scholarship support um and just kind of jumped jumped in I mean I didn't know how hard it was going to be before I was there uh and that's probably a good thing uh because I don't think anybody really is, realizes how hard Baylor Law School is until they're already signed up and they're past the point of no return uh because it is it's it's crazy it's fun and I'm so I'm so thankful I mean you know, as someone who comes from a job where I've got to think on my toes all the time, you know, we really don't script the day tripper. I'm, I'm freewheeling it out there. Uh, that I, I couldn't have been more prepared for this job by any other education than Baylor Law School. Like, hey, go make a closing argument and, you know, just make everybody believe you and trust you. 
Um, and like, that's just what we do on the day tripper. It's about building trust and rapport. And so the audience knows me, they feel like they can trust me when I tell them this is an exceptional barbecue and you got to come and eat it. So Baylor, I wind up there. Uh, I'm a bachelor at this point. My, my undergrad experience was, you know, a room full of bunk beds and other dudes. And now I'm living by myself, focused in on law school. And it was, it was just a wonder, like a wonderful, difficult, very, um, you know, kind of formative part of part of my life. Um, made, had to make all new friends, you know, didn't know anybody in Waco, but most of the people there were from other walks of life. The experience is very different when you attend for graduate school than undergrad, right? I didn't get to run the Baylor line, which was a total bummer, but I did on this October check something off my bucket list. I finally ran in the Bay, my very first Baylor line nice. with, the, with the bears in the wild campaign. You want to talk about intense. Oh my yeah, gosh. What's that? Oh, wow. My, my heart rate was through the roof, man. And like, I'm sitting there stretching before. I mean, if I'd been a 20, 20, 18, 19 year old kid, I wouldn't have thought twice about it, but I'm like, I'm about to sprint a hundred yards. I better stretch. So I'm not the old dude with the torn hamstring lying on the field, getting carted off. So, you know, I had to like actually think about things. So I didn't die or get trampled by those kids, man. The amount of like hormone and emotion that was behind that line. I don't, I've never seen anything mm -hmm. like it. No, no near spills, right? You didn't, did you stay on your feet easily? Oh, enough? I had to yeah. jump over a girl in a banana suit, like straight up hurdle her. <laughs> and then, and she ate it. And then the one in front of her ate it or the behind her. And, and like, so I hurdled her, looked back thinking I've got to stop. You know, I got to be the salmon in this stream to go backwards. And people, she was already getting up and getting help. Cause if I did turn back, I would have been demolished, you know, mm -hmm. eaten alive. Uh, so, but, but at Baylor, you know, there's people who go to graduate school and I think they go into uh, uh, too many of them fall into one camp where they think, ah, this is just my grad school. I'm here to learn. I'm not going to get sucked in. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep my head down. And I took kind of the opposite approach. And it was like, man, I'm here for three years. That's about the same as my undergrad. I, it, I, it would be such a waste if I didn't get into this. So we started going to basketball, women's basketball. We won a national championship when I was there. Yeah. Uh, football was a bit of a dark age for the football team mm -hmm. at that point, but it was fun. Like, you know, we, one of the first things I did, I went and bought all the green and gold from the bookstore. And I said, I'm not just going to sit on my hands for three years and miss out on college sports. So I got in, I think when they, one thing they do need to do over at the law school though, and all the graduate schools, we should have gotten in on the Baylor tradition earlier. It would have been really helpful. So, hey, if you're if you're listening, Dean Tobin, to this, you need to get all the Baylor lawyers. You need to take them out, tour the campus, teach teach them the traditions, and it can take a couple hours. Then they'll feel like they're more part because when we were across that yeah. road, we did sort of feel like we were out there on an island, and I had to intentionally kind of go out and seek out, you know, like. No one told me y'all had Dr. Pepper hour, happy hour. I just like mm -hmm. happened to be walking at the bookstore or something. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are all these happy kids eating ice cream for? Yeah. And then found out about, you know, Dr. Pepper happy hour. So um, it was, it was just a bit of a mixed bag. You know, you don't get that mm -hmm. full on like brainwashing right off the bat. And I say that in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to kind of learn as you go, but um, it's been that it's been fun. And now even bears in the wild has given me even more insight into sort of uh, some of the traditions that I missed, like Baylor line being one of them.
visiting with Chet Garner. And, and let's talk about that because, you know, you're right. There's uh, when you have the grad school connection, some people really lean in. Not everyone does. And you don't always find someone who was necessarily a, you know, a grad school uh, gr graduate coming in and being a part of a campaign like this. So tell us about the Bears in the Wild campaign. How did you get involved and what did you hear about it that made you want to be involved? Well, yeah, so I, um, I've been a proud Baylor Bear, um, haven't hidden that at all. And the marketing department through some stuff that I've done. And then also, you know, going to Waco multiple times for episodes of the Day Tripper, um, I think has gotten a little bit more visibility to the fact that I did go to Baylor. And so the marketing department, Jason Cook, Karen Kemp, Ashley Logue, some of those folks found out about it and they built this really great character. It was like this uh, crocodile hunter Steve mixed with this mm -hmm. national park uh, <laughs> ranger. Mm -hmm. And they needed somebody to fill those boots and that hat maybe more. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and and um, they thought of me and I'm so thankful they did. So I got an email or a phone call. I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was basically Jason who uh, small world. We went to the same high school in Southeast Texas and he was like, Hey, Chet, we got this great vision for this campaign. And we think you're the guy if you're open to, you know, donning the Baylor green and gold for us with pride. That said, Oh, no doubt. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And so neither one of us kind of had an idea quite of what it was going to look like exactly. They gave me a lot of creative freedom and how to be an idiot, and, you know, fall out of a canoe and <laughs> do all sorts of stuff. And so it was, it's, it's been a, it's been a blast. It came up. I was like, you know, you think, okay, yeah, I did. I, I'm a Baylor lawyer, not a Baylor undergrad. Is that strange? And it's been such a welcoming family. There's been no line drawn. Hey, you went to Baylor. I've got a Baylor degree on my wall. Uh, I'm, I'm part of the Baylor family. And it's been, that's been awesome. That's been absolutely awesome. So how would you describe, what, what are the goals of the campaign for people who yeah. haven't seen it? What, what do you sure. hope people take away and do? Yeah, um, so, you know, the idea is, uh, Baylor alumni base, of course, we're a lot smaller than some of the other big schools in Texas, be it, you know, the Longhorns or the Aggies or some of the others, uh, Texas Tech. And so just because of just who Baylor is, we tend to be a little smaller, a little quieter, um, a little more just reserved when, why? There's no, no point in doing that, right? I mean, we just won a basketball national championship. Like, that's enormous. We won the Big 12 last year um you know what whatever it is women's basketball all, all the sports we're just we've, we've got some domination that we happen and that's just in the sports arena we got a lot of other victories in the academic world too and so it was this idea that like we need to connect more out in the wild uh one to help build that baylor pride amongst ourselves uh but two the value and networking of uh you know just baylor bears are spread out all over the country so helping them, helping facilitate, say, a Baylor Bear who's in Atlanta, um, connecting with another Baylor Bear that's in Atlanta so that they can get together. Maybe they get together and watch games at a restaurant. Maybe they are more active in their business networking. Maybe then they're more active in recruiting other people to come to Baylor. And so, you know, Baylor needed a, a, just a, a, a kick in the pants, for lack of a better word, just like, hey, guys, come on, let's, let's, let's get proud when we see another person wearing green and gold out there in the wild and go make a connection. So it's this idea that Baylor bears, we're, we may be one of the most elusive bear species out there, but once you identify one, you need to kind of 
make that connection so that you can get a little bit more vocal. Mm -hmm. So it's really to inspire alumni connections that'll ultimately help Baylor Bears wherever they are. Uh, it's more fun to watch games with with fellow Baylor Bears, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then Baylor Bears can open the door for all kinds of business opportunities. And then from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, Baylor Bears, uh, we hope are carrying the Christian light wherever they are. And so helping inspire others to do that, whatever community they find themselves in. You know, as we talk about that, and people can see more at baylor.edu slash alumni, building those connections. You know, the last couple of years have been interesting after the pandemic. We've all had our uh, worlds, our, our, our habits, our worlds rocked a, a little bit. I'm curious, I don't want to tie too much directly, but whether it's going out on the back roads and seeing something after being maybe indoors more, or whether it's putting yourself out there to find connections with other bears in, like you said, Atlanta or wherever we've got a national Phoenix. alumni base, Phoenix, Phoenix, wherever, yeah, Where, wherever yeah. you look. Yeah. Is that more needed than ever? I think, I don't know. Oh, Maybe we all need gosh. to get back in the habit a little bit, flex those 100%, muscles. 100%. Um, the, the truth is it's, it's easier to stay inside, but there couldn't be anything worse for us. Um, we, you know, it is part of the human experience to be part of a community and to build connections. I mean, that is not just, you know, from a, a, a naturalistic human perspective, but like that is all over the Bible about how important community is for all sorts of life. And I think we gave it up. We got into some bad habits over COVID and now we're having to kind of break those habits, kick the moss off you know, break the, break the dirt up a little bit and get that wheel moving again, but we got to be out there with other people. Um, and so, you know, it, it, ha it has been slow uh, for people to kind of readopt some of the habits. I think, I think there was this huge burst of people like we're outside again. And they, you know, like, and they swelled into places and then now are kind of like maybe, maybe falling back into some of that COVID comfort where it's like, oh, I think I'll just kind of stay inside or whatever work only work from home or, and which, which isolates us. And it's just, it's just not, it's just not good for us. So I think, I think we need this now more than ever. Absolutely. Well, we'll look forward to have to check out even more of the episodes and take a look at those and hopefully connect with other Baylor alumni around the country here as we visit with Chet Garner and winding down on the show. So I have to ask, you know, you mentioned that when you were here, you were single. Now you've you've got a family and I've got to guess how how involved are, are they in the show and how much does the show impact uh, impact your lives? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. My whole world is built around um, the the the. The, balancing the strange job that I've got with, uh, you know, I, uh, my wife and I, Laura, we have five kids. So the kids, my strange job, nothing's normal ever. You know, there's a, there's a perpetual state of uh, spinning chaos, but we, we, we chose this life and it's, it's wonderful. So I call my kids, my kids are my scout team. They're my, they're my a crew. And so they come in, uh, we'll, we'll take family vacations and go just, you know, I, I don't know how excited the kids are sometimes when I say, Hey, we're taking a family vacation to Littlefield, Texas. Like what? <laughs> Why are we going? But you know, we'll get there. I'll have a couple things in my back pocket. We'll have a blast. And they're sort of there with me when we scout stuff and they've become some pretty bougie food critics sometimes or pretty, mm -hmm. pretty refined barbecue palates, you know? And, and so they'll, we'll, we'll go to a place, eat a bunch of restaurants, go to see all sorts of stuff. And I do it when the cameras aren't with me that way, there's no timeline. You know, I mean, my youngest is three. 
you want to tell the three-year-old that, you know, Hey, wait back on cue number one, wait for the camera roll. And then you'll walk <laughs> in like that ain't happening. So we, we scout it. I decide where I want to go on the show. And then and when, in due time, I'll come back with the crew and we'll make an episode about it. So the, the, the family very involved um, have seen hopefully way more of Texas than a normal kid has gotten a chance to. So I, I, I consider them pretty fortunate in that regard, whether they consider themselves fortunate is another mm-hmm. issue. It'll be, it'll take some time. Oh, they will. Yeah. I'm, I'm the dad who's still making my kids read, you know, Texas historic markers. So mm-hmm. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The, um, and so they, the, my, my wife, God bless her. One of the most patient women on the planet. I, uh, she, I married her before my third year of law school, which is the most difficult law school at Baylor. So married her, moved her to Waco and she endured law school with me. And so in a lot of ways, she deserves a degree on her wall mm. as well, just like I have. All and right, so yeah. that, she's, she's, uh, she's been so supportive. And so she knows like bobbing and weaving is just part of this. And so they're, there it's it's fun it's fun it's definitely not a traditional nine to five that's why i'm not an attorney that's great hey hey your kids know what authentic barbecue is and then what's not so that's that's good they're talking about smoke rings and fat rendering ratios and they they know all their grades of beef and it's just ridiculous well they sound like sharp kids so i have to ask you know we're only a couple of floors up from admissions and you got five kids do we need to work on getting your kids in touch with uh university admissions now undergraduate admissions now hey i yeah let's let's go ahead and do it let's go let's do it i've got i've got some that are all in on baylor and i I brought my two oldest with me to the football game it's their first baylor well first baylor football game they can remember we brought them when they were littler and uh they they were all in raising the bear paw high and proud that's great. Well, we'll hope to see them all. Uh, hope to all see them here in Waco soon enough. Well, well, Chet, I really appreciate your time. Appreciate all you do for Baylor and for the campaign and helping build those connections with people. Hopefully to see more fans get involved in that and uh, then also check you out on the day trip or in the days ahead. Well, hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a blast and sick and bears. Sick and bears. Hey, Baylor.edu slash alumni for bears in the wild. And if people want to learn more about the day tripper, where can they, where can they go? Oh, best place to start thedaytripper.com or, you know, search, search your social media channels for the day tripper and I should come up. Absolutely. Baylor.edu slash alumni or thedaytripper.com to see more about the campaign and the show. Well, Chad, again, thanks so much. We really appreciate uh, having you on the show today. Host of the day tripper and face of Baylor's Bears in the Wild alumni campaign. Chet's our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other shows online, baylor.edu slash connections. You can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.